Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor Hello. and Benny. Hey there. What's cracking, fellas? We're back in mm. the mix. Lots of news to talk about. Ready for another week. But as always, let's discuss what everyone's been watching this week. What fabulous pieces of film art have you been delving into? I can answer that. Yeah. Um, so I monstered through the second season of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Ah. Second and final. Second and final. Very upsetting about that. Um, so this was uh, put on by the BBC um, and kind of co-produced, I guess, by Netflix or, or distributed by Netflix or something like that. Um, BBC America again or just the BBC? I think it's BBC America. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, uh, this is produced and I believe written by Max Landis or adapted yep. um, from the Douglas something or other. As yeah. per season one. Yeah. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams, thank you. Um, I pretty much ran through this in a day, which is what happened with the first one because I find it's so interesting and just like, it just hooks you. Um, yeah, look, season two, I think is probably even better than season season one. Wow. Um, largely Ooh. because you know the characters and you can kind of get into the the, the weird, weird and wacky world um, that they've created. Um, but yeah, just a really solid um, and interesting uh, TV show. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of season one um, and uh, whilst I didn't follow it through, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Um Really nicely put together. Elijah Wood's fantastic. Uh, very imaginative. Yeah. Just very different. Um, very and- Douglas Adamsy as well. So if you've read any of his books, I've only read The Hitchhiker's Guide, but it's just very particular kind of humor um, that he has. Yeah, and I always appreciate it because it's obviously very bizarre and it's kind of like they almost, I feel like they've hit a line where they haven't gone overly, you know, kind of... Wacky. Obtuse, I guess. Yeah, yeah wacky. Um, they've, they've just, like, it's still very wacky, but they've kind of, within the context of the, yeah. the overall world and everything, have just kind of hit it right where they need to. They straddle the line um, perfectly, yeah. Yeah, because I, I feel like those kind of, of shows can um, uh, go a little bit too far and then kind of like lose the interest. They just do wacky for the sake of yeah, wacky. Yeah, they keep up in the ante and it just becomes silly and unrelatable. Yeah, exactly. But um, so yeah, I, I thought that, that was... Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, cool. Yeah. Very, un, uh, very sad that the BBC has said that this will be the last... Mm. The, uh, the last season. Um, I think there's a couple people that are, are hoping that maybe Netflix will pick it up um, or some other kind of thing. Because I would really like to see that the way that they set it up is really interesting. Not going to happen. No, it probably won't. Exclusive. Um, Not going to happen. Can confirm. <laughs> Benny's yeah. going to take it down. Um, I'll remember this when they uh, <laughs> greenlit, greenlight season three and four. Hmm. Um, no, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So you done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, I just I don't want to cut you off. Uh, no, that's fine. I um I uh, watched Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World, mm. um, oh. starring not Kevin Spacey and Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams, starring the majestic, the majestic Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Really? Yeah. Very, really solid kind of little thriller. I've heard so many mixed reviews about this. Mm. It's yeah, it it wouldn't be on my my kind of top of the year list, which some people are kind of stretching for. But um, yeah, a really cool little story, like a true story. It seems heavily fictionalized, but mm-hmm. the um, the the backbone of it is is the the really interesting part of it, which is that um, the grandson of the richest man in the world, J. Paul Getty, gets kidnapped um and held ransom for seventeen million dollars, and the guy just refuses to pay. Um, just you know, straight up, I'm not gonna. If I if I pay a cent, then all my other grandchildren are going to be kidnapped as well. But that's not really why he doesn't pay. But um, just really cool. And um, Christopher Plummer was yeah, absolutely majestic in the role. <laughs> Sounds like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute dickbag. Yeah. <laughs> really fascinating kind of villain character. Yeah. And um, yeah, cool movie. I got I got nothing bad to say about it. Well done, cool. Ridley. Happy cool. 80th birthday. Yeah. Um, 80 years 80, old man. Jesus. and we watched a couple movies the other night George I assume you're gonna yeah yeah so uh, we watched um, 
uh, Gerald's Game, Netflix uh, Stephen King adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Written and adapted by Mike Flanagan. Yes. Who's a very interesting um, director. Mm. Um, I've only really become aware of him in the past year or so, but he's been kicking around for a while. Yeah. Um, he, he's done a few, you might have seen Hush on Netflix. Um, um, so yeah, we chucked that on. Um, absolutely fantastic film. Loved it. I could not recommend this highly enough. Mm. Now this is a Netflix original content. Yep. Um, so it's based off the Stephen King book. Um, basic premise is um, a wife and husband's relationship is fading. They go to this um, um, house in the middle of nowhere and try and spice up their sex life. And um, she gets handcuffed to the bed and uh, things start going wrong. Let's just leave it at that because I think there's some really fantastic surprises in here mm. that I wouldn't want to reveal. But there's so many twists and turns. There's so many interesting direction for how she copes with being in this scenario of being tied up, um, handcuffed to the bed. And it's just so interesting. And it's almost like this character study. Um, I was just so on board the whole way through. thought it was so fantastically put together. And there's some stuff at the end that just blew my mind. And I was thinking about this movie for hours and hours and hours and hours on mm. end. Um, I think you felt the same way, Benny. Absolutely. It's really, a really cool one. Like in many ways, it's like a survival movie, like you won 27 hours, your gravity, your all is lost. Um, but it's also, uh, a solid horror movie as well. It's quite scary, which, um, in ways that you wouldn't expect going in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also just a really awesome, like it would work so well as like a play. Like it's, yeah. it's so engaging and, and, um, sparse in its, but I think yeah. like, when you say it's a survival movie, like 127 hours, it was very environmental. Like you're in that environment with him trying to figure out that scenario. Mm. Whilst this one's almost like a delve into her psyche. Mm. And mm. I feel like 127 hours, without having seen this, I do feel like 127 it did, hours. It did have the flashbacks, did didn't it? Didn't well, flashbacks and, and also just, I, I liked the idea. That, sort of sequences. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. idea that you're obviously not only is this a physical you know, challenge that he's facing, but also a mental one. Yep. Um, and that's very much the path they take with this. And mm. it's done amazingly well. <clears throat> Can't recommend it enough. And then, so we would, we finished that and then it was like, well, what else has this Mark Flanagan guy done? Mm. Um, and he has a bunch of stuff on Netflix. So then we turn, we chucked on, I can't even remember the name of the film. Before now. I Wake. Before I Wake. Which he, um, he shot in 2013. The distributor went under, so it just got completely shelved. Um, and just released this month, I believe, on Netflix. Yeah, so um, it was interesting because we sort of, I sort of looked up on um, uh, Wikipedia. You know, this came out in this film came out in 2016, but it was actually shot in 2013. Mm. So there was quite a jump in between Gerald's Game and that one in terms of the sophistication. Mm, I felt definitely. But um, before I wake, really, in- whoa, that was scary, man. What the hell is that? Holy crap, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's the canker man. It's um, a high-pitched scream outside. Yeah. Um, before I wake, you know, re- really interesting, sort of more of a fantasy horror. Mm, mm. Felt almost Del Toro-y in some, yeah. some ways, yeah. including some of the creature design. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not, a, not a home run like I think Gerald's Game was, but a really interesting movie, well worth a watch. Yep. Um, but yeah. Let's get into what's been going on in the world of movies. All right. So on our top news, number one is John Schneep. Um, <laughs> we said it so many times before we started recording. I know. I know. I thought you'd enjoy that one, though. Um, uh, from uh, Cloud and Movie Talk, Spider-Man is going to be in Venom. For the last couple of months, we've been hearing how Sony is keeping it all separated, and Spider-Man is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but every other character that's in the Spider-Universe is separate. All I'm saying is that Spider-Man, I'm talking about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, is going to be in Venom. So that is completely unfounded. Yeah, yes. It's everyone's, unfounded. Re- everyone's reporting on this, but it's just a thing a guy said on a thing. <laughs> like, we make claims like, we, like this all the time. No like one's George, reporting on I was going to say George makes claims like this all yeah. the time. Just like, you've heard it here first. <laughs> where where, where are we getting no the headlines? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, look, this is, I, I, I don't think that this is going to happen. And if it does happen, I think it's going to be the most innocuous, like, cameo ever like, i just don't think that spider-man will play into the overall plot of this film yeah he's not um, a cast member or anything so it would be something very small if he's in it yeah or even just alluded to um 
in which case, you know, the idea that it's Tom Holland Spider-Man is probably completely irrelevant. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if if Spider-Man is in this. Although I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if if this kind of they leave it open to whether this is part of that universe or not. Oh, totally. I think they'll be very coy about it and be like, it's totally could be. Like mm-hmm. the way the TV series is too. So I heard with this as well that you're going to see Peter Parker and not Spider-Man mm-hmm. in this. That's but that the would angle. mean Tom Holland. Yes. It still again, definitely like means... Same shit. Yeah, but it, it is, it is, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's if, not like he's going to be in an action sequence or no. something. But if, but if you see Tom Holland in this as Peter Parker then you are confirming that that is the universe that they are playing in, which not, is contrary to what Sony has come out and said that, that it's completely separate. They've been so back and forth on it, though. It's very unclear. Hmm. The, well, I just think they don't want to back themselves into a corner. I think another whole thing that adds complexity to this story is that uh, I think the CFO or somebody very high up in um, Sony said, we need to do something, otherwise we're going to sell off Sony Pictures. Some we need a hit. We need to raise the bar because I think they're in. They're not seeing the return on investment on their movies that they want to see, and the movie business is changing. Fuck, man! Imagine if Disney snaps up Sony. That would be I crazy. Think, I don't even think they're allowed to. That it's, would that would that would definitely fuck up Monopoly. Some, yeah, surely. What are what are the other big distribution partners out there? Paramount. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the uh, rest the, yeah. the other ones yeah I don't think that I just I, I don't think that you know I just I can't see that happening mm. there hasn't been any talk of it at all no but it, it sounds like Sony's been struggling for years from this yeah but very anecdotal um, not just the movie side either um, uh, article that I read mm-hmm. that the, the guy well, that said that this story because this yeah. is complete uh, un, yeah. un- unfounded <laughs> yeah um but yeah, like, so, what, what, what do you guys think if that actually goes down? Are you happy? Do you want to see that connectivity? Do you want them to be kept separate? Well, um, where do you sort of stand there? I don't want Sony poisoning the MCU. Having said that, if this is good and it fits within the tone of the MCU, then I don't see why not. But going forward, I would want to see that handled by Marvel because Sony has such a, a hit and miss track record, particularly with this property that I think that I wouldn't, I, yeah, I just wouldn't trust them to create an entire universe. It's kind of, um, it's kind of good we have like Iron Fist and Inhumans because then we don't have to stress about like the first bad Marvel thing. Yeah. We've already been to the lowest lows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it can be part of the universe and if it's no good, just don't think about it, don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the good thing about this universe now is that it is so large and so diverse that, you know... <sighs> You can just ignore some of it. Mm. The, my, my concern is, you know, Homecoming was a Marvel-produced film in that the creative decisions were made by the team at Marvel. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I heard, and the, so that's what I sort of saw in the final product. Now, Venom is going to be purely Sony. Like, we're not getting the, the MCU team involved in this, and that's my concern here. If, if it's going to be MCU adjacent in any way, though, you can bet Marvel is like calling some shots. Like they'd be laying have, down some lore on it. Yeah. Hopefully. If they, I mean, if Sony truly doesn't want to back themselves into a corner, I feel like um, Marvel will at least lay down some ground rules for what they are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so the other interesting thing is if it is part of the continuity, it will be the first R-rated... Am I, am I mistaken in this? No, you're, you're First correct. R-rated within the MCU, yeah. which paves the way for things like Deadpool to yeah, come in over. Yeah, so it could be a good bridging film for yeah. that. But I think that based on what Feige has said so far, which is that they might have a space for an R-rated film in the future, it again, it makes me question whether this is really going to... Happen or not. Happen. Yeah, so we'll see. Schnepp, we're coming for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on to the next bit of news, and it's, it's quite similar, actually. Um, so the, the Spider-Man Homecoming screenwriters, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, um, are in talks to uh, direct um, Warner Brothers' Flashpoint. Now, this is, um, this is a, a property that we've talked about before, or a, a continuity or a storyline, whatever you want to call it, um, whereby the entire DC universe is kind of reset 
and it could be a, a, a blank slate mm. for DC. Um, it kind of has to be at this point. So it's interesting that this is, the, 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 you know, they're obviously looking into this. This is the third um, attempt at getting a director on this film. Yeah. Within two previous ones. So we had Lord and Miller. Um, I don't think they were attached to direct. Oh, well, they, they just wrote it. Something like that, yeah. Or just a treatment even. But um, they were attached in some capacity, but then there were two officially attached directors before this. Uh, so Do you remember who they were? Not, uh, not names I recall. Mm. I don't think they were big. Yeah, it, DC's in a really tough position, position right now. Um, cause I think that they, I, I think they see the, the tide coming in. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's kind of. For me, like this is, <clears throat> Flashpoint is such a cool storyline. I love these kind of time travel, um, uh, kind of storylines where you get to see a totally new, you know, like. It reminds me of Star Trek. The, the, yeah. Yeah. But like the, the Thomas Wayne thing, like in this Flashpoint, the different continuity, Batman is actually uh, not Bruce Wayne, but his father, Thomas Wayne, and he's like this badass anti-hero, right? Punisher. He's the Punisher, basically. That really intrigues me. I really love seeing different interpretations of these characters. And um, And they cast a good Thomas Wayne in uh, BVS, so... They did. Oh, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they were... Keeping their options open on that one. That would be so cool, man. Mm. That would be so cool. I think this this could be, you know, if they nail this, I mean, is the DCEU back in back in the mix? Hell no. But the amazing <laughs> the amazing convenience of, of this storyline in particular is that they can, you know, reset the universe, but in a way that only affects everything after uh, the Flash's mother was killed when he was a child, which would mean that you could still have Wonder Woman exactly as it is in continuity. And oh. everything after 19, I don't know, 90 something, I guess, in this version would be completely spun off in different right. ways. So they could just, it's the most convenient reset possible. Yep. It's perfect. So you just for the keep situation the, the one you keep cast up, member that's, essentially. that's killing it. Yeah. If they want to recast, yeah, they could just, yeah, just they, say they, Wonder they, Woman is part of this new version of the universe. Everything else is different. Huh. Very interesting. Mm. Very, very And you're right, that's wildly convenient. Yeah. Because I think that uh, from, I mean, it's gone back and forth uh, quite a bit, but Ben Affleck seems like he wants out. He's, um, he's so done. Uh, he goes back and forth, doesn't he? He does. I think he says some shit, and then Warner Brothers is like, ah, ah, ah. He goes, oh, no, 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 I love this character. I'm, I'm really glad. comments are so amazingly non-committal. Like you could study them and send yeah. them through a lab and <laughs> yeah. try and get results and you wouldn't get anything. Yeah. I I kind of feel for him because I think that any actor gets who gets the chance to play Batman would probably jump at that. Mm. Um, but you know, as soon as you're in, in a bad franchise, you're like, oh well, fuck. Yeah, look, he'll always be better off than Clooney, so that's okay. Yeah. Will he get that Nespresso uh, sponsorship or not um, sponsorship? But what do you guys think about Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly? They did Vacation. Just that Ed Helms. Yeah, the remake um, of um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, uh, which I saw on the plane. Huh. A super throwaway pile of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's, that's the only thing they've had released so far. They've I, got another movie with Jason Bateman uh, okay. coming out very soon. Okay. A game night. It looks kind of fun, but. But like, what mm. do these guys. I can't see the connection here to Flashpoint. If they had a strong hand in making Homecoming, and I. I don't think they were certainly were the only writers on it. I don't imagine, but um, if if that was a lot of kind of them, then that's a good start. It's a good sign. I mean, they just might not be suited to family comedy, <laughs> um, and they might be. You know that it, it's it's weird how I think it, directors. I think, I think it did the job. Like I'm not saying this is. I think for a family comedy, that kind of movie, oh, it, I think it is it was, what it is. But it's very throwaway. Yeah, like you know, no one's giving them. No, kudos for it no. or anything like that. A, not, lot of, not, a lot of people hated it, like with a passion. And not, and not a like. It was just what it is. Like you, you see the, you see this, you see this poster. It is exactly how you imagine it. Yeah, exactly. So I think, but it, it's interesting. Like some directors are well suited to certain genres and certain you know aspects of filmmaking, um, and others are are suited to you know. It, it it very much is like they they could be making this this tripe, but they could also be really good at superhero yeah. films. Yeah, like that's just a possibility. Like as much as I enjoy. Thor, the most recent one, Ragnarok, 
Um, I think that Taika Waititi is probably better suited to what he does best and not the big budget. Like more indie. Yeah, because I mean, what really kind of let that film down, I felt, was the the special effects and the um, the yeah. There's just a couple of things that just that bothered me. I'm going to take one step further. Connor. Big movie stuff. I'm going to take one step further. I'm going to say all of us are better suited to what we do best. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm that's I'm laying that down. That's wow. the more. Well done. That's a game changer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's taken a minute to process that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it though, but you never know. Like, what what do you know about these guys have done one film? I mean, have they're obviously into cinema. They're obviously into, you know, different things, not just vacation family comedies. Yeah. Um, so hopefully... Well, the D- and the DCEU is a director's universe, so it, it all really <laughs> hinges on these two guys. Well, that's the thing. That's when you said their screenwriters on Homecoming. Like, I take that with a grain of salt because, you know... Jonathan Watts. Uh, is it Jonathan Watts? John Watts, yeah. John Watts. Um, he had very few credentials under his belt. Mm. But the Marvel machine will make sure that a good product, you know, Feige will make sure a good product comes out at the end. So, so, so there's so many people that this lands on. Like there's so many people involved whilst, as you said... But they all work at Warner Brothers. So this is going to be a piece of shit is what you're saying. No, I'm saying. Well, I'm no, he, saying he's talking about Marvel. So I'm saying Marvel. So many people. There's so many cooks in the kitchen. No, no, but 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 this one, you're saying you're yeah. saying this is a similar situation, except that was Marvel and this is DC. No, I'm saying he's it's saying an, the opposite. I'm saying it's a not because, as we said, DC is a director's um, universe. Like, no, it's not. I was joking. But but they have way less cooks in the kitchen. Like it, like they have a new cook in the kitchen every every month. They announce a new. But it's only team. one cook at a time. Type but don't thing. you feel like the movies are less? They're more concentrated in terms of the amount of people involved in the final makes decision it making. It feels less. Not looking, at, not looking at the most recent one. You don't think so? Justice League? I, I don't know if that's a product of, um, you know, changing directors. Um, I think that was a, a Frankenstein's monster of a movie assembled by committee. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I, yeah you, you're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. And I think this, they're in panic mode right now. The last thing they're going to do is give more control to the yeah. creatives. This, this moves on nicely to our next little piece of news. Because um, while we're talking about Justice League, um, our third story is that Justice League Blu-ray is going to include one deleted scene only and no extended cut of the film. Um, and this has uh, angered quite a few uh, Zack Snyder fans. Zachary Snyder. Um, Hashtag Snyder Cut. Release it. It's, it's funny because we've gone, I've gone from looking at a lot of Star Wars fans off the back of The Last Jedi and being like, ugh, <laughs> these guys suck. Yeah. To, to now looking at, at DC uh, EU fans, and I make that as a distinction because Ben, I know you are a DC fan. Yes, sir. Not a DC EU fan. Um, but looking at these DC EU fans and being like, oh, no, just when you thought that you could have maybe skated under the radar, you suck as well. Because yeah. there's a huge petition to see the Zack Snyder cut of this film. I reckon the petition to have Last Jedi stricken from continuity is worse. Jesus. So insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Like at this point, you're just like, Splitting horrible, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So there's there's a there's a big movement to to see the the Snyder version. Of which, which I'm not even sure is, what is no, there isn't. Yeah, one. what is the it Snyder was version? Never made. He left the movie. What, what are they thinking? You know, what does that mean? What they're asking for is is the one that's not constrained uh, or not um, constrained by the two hour deadline. That yeah, I'd probably like to see that. I'd like to see this film as it was meant to be made. Hundred percent. Yeah, the, but I don't think that's possible because it's not as if they had a finished film, from my understanding at least. They had a finished film no, and they it, just whittled it, was it down. No show. It was retooled so early on in the yeah, process. Yeah. Like they started hacking away at this film as soon as BVS came out. Yeah. So there's yeah. never a version where Darkseid shows up at the end, even though that was initially planned, presumably. Mm. Black suit Superman. I, or, yeah, I, I feel like it was... This, this was probably one of the better scenarios that could have happened given what uh, we had to work with. You know, he's been told two hour limit. Um, you know, he's been given probably just over half a movie that that's already kind of. Why, well, just going back to that, <clears throat> why would you make BBS two and a half hours and then Justice League two hours? More sessions. 
That's yeah, it. They no, were just I trying get, to recoup I get their losses. It, I get it, at that but point. I'm talking like let's just let's just strip it back to like pure just the film in of itself, and let's not talk about distribution. But that's entirely why it was because they would they they know they had a disaster on their hands. That is so stupid. Yeah, they had a disaster on their hands. Yeah, they probably made that. They were trying to recoup losses. That's all it was at that point. I mean, that's that's that movie should have never been released. That's so sad. That's it's really sad. Sorry, state of it's all horrible. Have you heard the rumor that um, I don't know if you remember the the montage at the beginning. With like Superman's dead and yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard Cohen song, yeah, and there's there's a shot of like the homeless guy with the I tried sign, yeah. So whether that's Joss Whedon like inserted that shot? Oh really? Like, I tried, I tried to fix this. Wow. <laughs> but uh, what do you? Yeah, that's do? awesome. I yeah, it, I <laughs> it felt, felt like a Snyder Weed shot, us. but um, yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would love to see this just purely out of intrigue. Not necessarily think it would be vastly no, better that, or worse. What you're talking about is something that doesn't yeah, exist. It doesn't exist. It's not like WB is, is like has a secret vault where they yeah. got the oh, Snyder yeah. cut. All that 100%. being said, there would be a lot of deleted material from this film because it was meant to be longer. Yeah. I think they are only releasing one deleted scene on this because they probably are planning to release an extended cut at some point. It's not going to be the Snyder version of the film. It's not going to be a director's cut. But they've released an extended cut of pretty much every one of their films so far. Yeah. Um, or half of them at least. Um, so I, I think that's definitely on the cards for them. Like, cause mm. they're but they'd have to work on looking it, like, at long-term ways to make money yeah. back. They would have to, um, I think, we, they'd have to spend more money on this film. Not necessarily. I, the, well, the, as, we, as we said, like... The, I think there could be plenty of... Like finished scenes much that are on footage, the, yeah. the editing room floor. Like thing? it could just be people standing around in a room talking, you know, like extended cut. Normally, the stuff they throw back in is so uninspiring. Yeah. Anyway. Apparently, the deleted scene for this one, here's a silver lining, is a Superman scene. So there's a very good chance we could be getting more uh, of oh, Henry good. Cavill's upper lip. Yes. Or the fake oh, fresh. Oh, it's, apparently, it's him just after he comes back to life, he goes to the Fortress of Solitude um, and it explains how he has a, a new suit that doesn't have a hole in it where his heart is from BBS. <laughs> God. <Yeah>. God. <laughs> that, just... Thinking back to that film, it's so bizarre. Yeah, just that whole like Spider-Man side story, him in a wheat field, cornfield. Sorry, Superman. Who did I say? Spider-Man. Yeah, it was the really confusing part. (laughs) (laughs) Hard enough to keep track of these universes. (laughs) Um. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move on now. It's enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Our fourth story here is uh, John Wick Chapter Three is to start filming in June with director Chad. Stalinsky. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, not starring Keanu Reeves, interestingly enough. I'm kidding. It's definitely <laughs> starring Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Ruby Rose, and Common. So a lot um, of returning cast. Yeah. And the, honest, the director of the second film who co-directed yeah. the first. So that's cool. I thought the second yeah. one was a lot weaker than the first one. Just didn't have that same like punch to the gut. I think it's what I have to go back to because I've heard so many people sing its praises so hard. It's well, it's it's better than the sequel could have been. Yeah, it could have um, been a lot but worse. It's, it's it's worse than I think it should have been. I thought I it was just very maybe, middling, very middling. Like didn't not I, many I, I put it above middling. I feel like it, it deserves more than that because it's still shot really well. It's still got some amazing action sequences, mm. um, and I and I like that they kind of um, continued to look at the universe in which John Wick exists. I could have very much done without Lawrence Fishburne. I thought that character and that whole story was Shouty. just fucking bad. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, shouting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I quite like that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you were into that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I like Ruby Rose was weak for me. She was very, very weak. I thought she died. Didn't she die? I honestly can't even remember. Did he just leave her there? Mm. I really thought he killed her. Yeah, maybe. But uh, she's back, so that's whatever. In common, they had a pretty badass. Common was cool. I'm keen to see him come back. Fight on the train. Yeah, the train and the them walking through the fucking um, common place, like yeah, shooting each other. each other. I really Fun hope. I really hope that. Oh common, yeah, yeah, that's right. I really hope that Common cool. still has the knife in his chest for the whole movie, <laughs> like like Tony's arc reactor or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to keep it there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, hopefully they can maybe take it up a notch from number two. Not saying that was mm. necessarily bad, but I just don't think it, as I said, didn't have the punch yeah. of the gut that number one But had. I feel like that's... So number one had the novelty factor. It had the um, really simple storyline. Um, and I think that they... It's always going to be so hard yeah, to, to expand on that. To 
Yeah, well, just to follow that up because you never get like I just remember the first time I watched John Wick and being so utterly surprised. Like I just, uh, yeah, it was just stripped back and simple. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the, the, there's a scene with the cop that comes and he's like, oh, you working again? He's like, no, nope, just sorting some stuff out. Um, all right, Jimmy, bye, Jimmy. That, like, it was such a cool scene. And like, it said so much about this world without, you know, actually explicitly explaining it. Yeah. Um, and that was the kind of stuff that I absolutely loved about that first one. Like, that was so cool. Um, and you're just never going to be able to get that in a second or a third film. Like, that's just that, that introduction to this world type thing. Do you guys know why these directors split up? Like why? Why was there beef? Haven't heard anything. Um, might just be scheduling. Might be like it just wanting have to, to be beef, yeah. stand on their well, own. The, the other guy went off and did an Atomic Blonde, so yeah. it could just be them wanting to do different their things. Their own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I wonder if them as a pair is just that much better because Atomic Blonde again very convoluted and uh, a w- very weak compared mm. to John Wick one. Great stuff in there, but um, yeah, great. It feels like they probably complement each other really well. Yeah, working together. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve on his Dune adaption has said most of the main ideas of Star Wars are coming from Dune. So it's going to be a challenge to tackle this. Uh, the uh, ambition is to do the Star Wars movie I never saw. In a way, it's Star Wars for adults. We'll see. So this is really interesting. Um, I think that he's almost hedging his bets by saying this, being like, I know that this is going to seem like Star Wars, but that's because this kind of came first. And to say Star Wars as many times as possible to get some press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to piss off a lot of people by saying this is Star Wars for adults. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so French. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, it's I perfect was, timing for, for I, like I think that. whoever, yeah. I, I think it's a Sony. I can't remember off the top of my head who's, who's um, producing this, but I think they should get ready for a massive loss on their hands similar to Blade Runner. Yep. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Yep. I um, want to see this film. I want to see this film done with the same kind of budget and care that uh, 2048 or is it 2048? 49. 49 um, was done with. And the same level of bizarre confidence in uh, just a franchise that's not going to make yeah. any money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would love to see that. And I think that it would be amazing. Um, having said that, I, I was actually chatting to someone this week about the backstory to Dune. Um, and, you know, it's kind of uh, the attempts that have been made to make a film. Of Dune, and um, I, have you guys heard anything about this or like? It's a really good documentary about it. Um, it's on Netflix, isn't it? There's a few. There's the Jadarowski one, yeah. Who is this crazy? I think Czech. French. Yeah, I think he's yeah. Czech. They got he got um, the, all these artists together, and like there's a big stack of like yeah. art concept and everything. I've watched a couple of his movies, yeah. and he's just out out there, man. This is the guy that like trained his son to be um, the kid in. Um, in, in Dune. Oh, really? Like, yeah, he, his son comes out and he's like, I fucking hate my dad for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he like enrolled him in judo and all these like training courses and stuff. Like it was fucking weird. Um, but yeah, apparently there's a, a, just a wild story. And then, you know. Sorry, can we pause for a second? Ash, um, that blue suit, is that um, out somewhere? Or can I grab that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know whether you were off to work or something. Is that it? You're an absolute angel. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you in a bit. Um, and yeah, then also so- the Lynch, the Lynch adaptation from '84 that yeah. got manhandled. Karma Glocklin, Sting. Yeah, like stuff. that. Apparently, got- that original guy ended up watching this because, like, he he just ran into block after block. He just couldn't get yeah. his film made. Yeah. And then when he saw the Lynch version, he's like, "Oh, this is shit." Yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah. Like mine would have been so much better. But I was, so I think that, you know, it, it's, it's well worth checking out the, the documentary. And, yeah, and I would just love the story to. Story behind love it. To. I'd love to. Um, but going forward for Villeneuve's attempt at this, I think this is a story that needs to be put to film. Same. Just the visuals alone with, yeah. with the technology that we have now, I think is just, it's that prime would be time. so cool. It's prime time. Um, and I'm really excited for him to do this, but I think that it, it needs to be done right. And, and the way that he seems to be tackling this gives me confidence. If he's thinking the grandeur and, and the scale of Star Wars, then I'm, I'm so bored. I mean, this guy can do no wrong. We said that before Blade Runner came out and then it came out was amazing. So 
Yeah. Still batting a thousand. And I think he's the right guy. He is like I think some of those scenes in Blade Runner where they're in um Las Vegas in the desert, mm. that's very Dune esque. Mm. Like yeah. I, I can see like you know, I can see what where he's going with this. And I think the twin I think they're called the not the twin rover, that's from um that's from Zelda. Zelda yeah. Um the the Shea Hulud, I think the giant worms they're mm. called. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That will be I absolutely fantastic. I hope that they um, tackle this with the same kind of patience that they tackled 2049. Yep. Because Dune can very, I can see it becoming an action adventure film. If a, if a studio gets a hold of that shit and starts trying to manhandle it, I feel like that's where it'll, it'll move towards because I don't think they'll have the confidence in just letting uh, Villeneuve tell the story. But if they do, I think that's where we'll hit that sweet spot. I think that's where we'll get another 49, yep. which is what I want. I think a European sensibility will suit this, yes, this yes, really yes, well. Yes, 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 Very much, yeah. 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 Um, all right, we're on to our final story. Um, <laughs> ben cheekily put this at the end. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2 reveals the French word for muggle, non-magique. You just put this in there as like these two pit bulls like <laughs> in, in a ring, just yeah, like co- being complacent with each other and then you throw in a, some raw a meat. steak. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Only enough for one person. <laughs> yeah. Only one can live. Um, yeah, fuck Fantastic Beasts. Look, you w- fucking watched the film and then- <laughs> I and did. Then, no, you didn't. I you did. watched half of it. You watched like and less I said, than half I'm of done. it. You, I'm you, done. I'm done, You got to one roadblock and you were like, uh-uh. I'm done, fam. You, look- can you imagine if you, you know, stopped in the actual, the, the proper Harry Potter films, first time you ran into something weird? No, or, or because just... it, I was invested in the characters and I was <laughs> like, I want like... to know what happens. Well, yeah. Not this like, one, I was like, this you, sucks You were invested balls. before you started. This but, one, you have to like give it a chance to be invested. Georgie, does this bring you back in? The, the, the French word for muggle is that? Non magique. Yeah. Have we even, have, have we said what the, yeah, what the, did, st- yeah. the story is yes. in of itself? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go for that first. So it's um, it's just the French version of the American version, which is no madge. No madge. No madge. That's what Yeah, see, you, you really haven't even, seen this movie, have you? You haven't seen this film. <laughs> no madge. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, do you now? People people, uh, yeah. people railed on that. I think that works really well as like a an uh, an American version. Yeah, because it's it's dumb. So that's fine. That, <laughs> that's that's what Americans kind of did to that language in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I'll, I'll watch this. I'll watch this for before we we go and see the crimes of Grindelwald, 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 yeah. um, the crimes of Johnny Depp. But oh, I, I know I will. Film. I know I will hate this. I know. Well, yeah, but you you're not going to give it like you're that you're that kind of guy that <laughs> if you're walking into a film already hating <laughs> a it. Cheeky smile, George. You're so ready to hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I'm definitely fucking, not going to go see this with you. <laughs> no, you're going to see would, it. With no, me. That would be you're the worst. I'll, I'll watch it first alone. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are going to see it with me. Yeah. Actually, I enjoy that. I'd enjoy to watch it alone first, or maybe with you, Ben, and then I will watch it with you, George. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's that time, George? It's trailer time. Help, help. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Our first trailer on this lovely list is Tomb Raider. It's the second trailer that's come out. Um, I uh, don't know about you guys. The f- uh, well, I do know because we talked about it. The first <laughs> first Tomb Raider trailer that came out looked like a CGI mess. Um, really straightforward uh, action adventure film. Um, it seems less messy in this second trailer, but there are some shots. Yeah, where we were all visibly like, "Ooh, yeah, not me. That is not me." Yeah, but I was we sitting at a weird it. angle. I wasn't looking at it. Right. But um, I really like this trailer. I thought it was fun. I th- I'm, I'm with you. I because uh, I, I love the game that this one's based off. The, this movie's based off the um, it's a the, fun the game. reboot, the Tomb Raider reboot. Oh, is that what it's based off? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, well, look, it definitely looks like that. And yeah. based on the plot, it you know, seems on the ship and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of it's in there. Um, and I don't know. I think this looks cool. I think it has potential. I think it only needs to be like decent, and I think it'd be quite a hit. Like I love the the Destiny's Child angle they're yeah. playing. I think that's genius. Fantastic. I think they're like. I think I've said this before when the last trailer came out, but they are. They must have been just so happy when Wonder Woman did so well, and they're like, "We've got this awesome female-led action yep. film coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all about how strong this woman is. Brilliant timing, and I, I hope it lives up to what this movie could be. I think it won't, but it won't. Let, let's just. I'm. I'm <laughs> You know, in the same way that that we always just give give opinions as facts, um, it won't. This won't. This film will not. This film might be successful, might, 
but it will not be good. I, I think, I, I don't know. I think it's a imagine, shot. I think, imagine I think, a world where that, that, like, that you will enjoy that film. As I, I look at the trailer, I th- I'm kind of already enjoying it, but I, I think that video game has really good potential, more so than most, to be, to be a solid movie. Because mm. it's it's basically an uncharted game, That's and those heard, already yeah. are movies. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the the groundwork is all really the solid. There, groundwork is done, but based on the trailer, I just don't see it. I wish they had. I wish they'd pulled out some elements of sort of the plot and kept it more the spectacle and the adventure. Mm. Just um, for the trailer, you mean? Yeah, that's and then going into the film like getting all those other plot elements. I, th- I think do it for the film, honestly. I would like to see this a bit more stripped back. Just like, because I think the story itself of her just surviving after yeah. this shipwreck is so that, strong. That's what I'm more intrigued by. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I, I don't need all these kind it, of mysteries. It feels so. like yeah. they have added, there will be sequences in this that will really piss me off. Like that, that will make me do what I do when it gets really CGI-y. Um, which is just look at my watch and be like, all right, well, let's get through this. You know, there's the one shot where she's about to go off the waterfall and she gets her coat and hangs onto the plane. Yeah, oh, it's that bad. looked ropey. ropey there's a couple of things best. that look really ropey as fuck, like just not, not polished, not good. And it really surprised me because in the first trailer, I was like, okay, maybe they're just like, you know, this is just the rough draft that's kind of come out and they're going to clean it up. But it doesn't look like the CGI on this thing. It's is, still got is, a few months. The bit where she's going down the river and she gets on the plane. Yeah, that's, it, the, that's what he's talking about. It, yeah, it um, it ends better than it does in the game, at least. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen the clip of that no. bit. If you don't hit the right button at the right time, oh, that's and nasty. She gets piked right through the neck. Yeah, oh. and she's just like, <laughs> it's, yeah. like wow. it's fucking horrific. The, there's there's some death scenes in this that are just like, really. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. You look at it, you're just like, oh, God, like a big damn. Part of it. That's because so, the game the game is just her getting beaten to shit for yeah. the whole thing, and if you fuck up, she dies bad. See, I never sort of thought about Tomb Raider in that yeah. way. That's mm. why I like when there's like a scene 90s, where it, 90s Tomb Raider is just mm, like sexy CG, clean, yeah. Lara Croft going around different That's what gives me hope. Mm. Like, what makes me think that this would be a good film, the original game or the, the rebooted game. I, and I liked seeing in the trailer, there's a moment where she's falling down and she just smacks a log. Like just gets fucked, yeah. just gets fucked up, yeah. and I'm like, okay, like that kind of shit, I would really enjoy. Yeah. Like it's just like a revenant, but you know, more high paced and fucking, you know, instead of Leonardo DiCaprio, you got Alicia Vanker, Vikander, whatever the fuck her yeah. name is, um, Vikander, Vivaldi, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Vivaldi, Vivaldi. <laughs> but that that I think is the basis for a really cool movie. I don't need the whole jumping CGI lightning into the ocean shit. Yeah, I just don't think that that will suit this uh, movie well. All right, next one we've got up. Next one is The Terror. So it's a, a is AM, uh, AMC or HBO? Sorry, just before we jump onto The Terror, I just want to mention the, the name of the director of the Tomb Raider film. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I think he might be an orc. Okay. His name is Roar Uthaug. <laughs> 100%. His first name is orc. actually Roar. R O A R. Yeah. Wow. Roar Uthog. Is he from Sweden? <laughs> sure, shit better be. <laughs> he's, he's Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah. yes. He's a Viking. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> you, if, if you have that name in like Australia or America, like your parents are psychopaths. <laughs> I'm, uh, now I'm so much more excited for this film. Yeah. <laughs> the Scandinavians are teaming up. Alicia <laughs> Vikander's Swedish. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah so, our, so our next terror. one, The Terror, is AMC? What, yeah, really yeah. Scott produced. Miniseries. Yep. Looks really cool. Looks absolutely fantastic. Is set around the real-life events of um, some explorers that tried to get to China via going north Canada um, and tried to make it kind of in between the Arctic and, and Canada. Now, they only discovered this ship in the last like five years or so, didn't they? I don't even know if they've discovered the ship. I, I believe they did. Um, really, I think so, and wow, um, it's a a perfect little spooky story of like oh, yeah. people gone missing and no one knows what happened. And yeah. I, the, this is going to be a very uh, fictionalized version of it because there's clearly monsters around. Yeah, uh, which I'm so into. It looks like the thing, but a period piece. Yeah, which I'm. I'm. I just think that setting is so cool. Like mm. you are just literally hundreds if not thousands of miles or kilometers away from from anything mm. just anything there's nothing out there it's just fucking or ice. is there yeah <laughs> and, and you got some some maybe some 
Some bears, man. Inuit. Some polar bears. <laughs> They're up there. Polar bears going to get you. I saw this horrible thing on my Facebook, like a half-eaten dude. Polar bears are fucked up, by, man. By a bear. Facebook yeah. is fucked up. What oh, is that doing yeah. on Facebook? Dude, uh, <laughs> uh, polar bear was... attacks are nasty. Oh. They just... There's they a... just... They're, they are just damage-inflicting beasts. And they're bigger... Thank God than... they're dying out. Yeah. <laughs> but they're bigger than... Like, people don't really understand how big polar bears are. Yeah. From what I hear, like, they're big. But like they are... 10 like, feet? 12 feet? I mean, like, you could stand next to them. 40 feet. Like, <laughs> if, if they were on all fours... Toe, toe to nose. Yeah. <laughs> but if I stood next to one, like, just... And they were on all fours, I, I might come up to its shoulder. But that's the same as us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that shit that's fucked yeah, up yeah. to have something that big and I think they captured that out of control survival um, you know at, at peril there's peril Cabin and pending fever. doom mm. um, I feel like a lot of this will be psychological thriller yeah. which I'm really I'm, I'm down yeah. with I just think that that setting lends itself to that and I loved how it was set on the ship and but the ship is completely static I don't think I've ever seen the that sets before look really cool yeah they look fantastic yeah yeah no, this um, looks great this looks really great. Like who's who of British character actors? Oh, yeah. yeah. That dude seems like a people. British Javier Bardem with oh. the double chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're like, yeah. you've ruined that. You've ruined that movie. <laughs> An ugly version of Javier Bardem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much down for this. I think it'll yep. be really cool. Same. Um, I don't know if I'll actually watch it because I find that these miniseries kind of just like pass me by. There's no, you know, mm. um, I don't really watch TV. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Move on. Yeah. Dundee. <laughs> I had not heard about this. I didn't no. know what it was. I believe and, this came out just this morning. Yeah. And, and <laughs> oh, fuck, it looks funny. So this what so this is this might not even be a real movie, but potentially the sequel to Crocodile Dundee, whatever the last one was. I they did it, two or three. It surely yeah. can't be a sequel. It's it's gotta be like it's yeah, it's about his son. And he's a Yank. Son and he's Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Um, I, lo- I was pissing myself. This, this, lo- this looks like, like a Danny McBride film. Like, this is yeah. not a real film. It's not. It's no, definitely not a real okay, film. Okay, cool. Um, this trailer just dropped out of nowhere this morning. We know Danny McBride's already working on something, something else. Um, I, Do you think this is just kind of like him putting that out there and if there's a good reaction then he might try and pursue the, that kind of film? Is it just like getting Rum- his name rumor out has it, Rumor has it, it, we're leading up to the Super Bowl, I think. Um, this might be not... A movie, but something else, some kind of character that's a reoccurring uh, just, character. No, 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 no. Just some some marketing campaign or something. Yeah, yeah. Like they've they've definitely gotten attention. You'll like turn up in the Super Bowl or something. I, I don't know. Nobody knows. I do. I do not think this is a movie. There's a website for it. There's a bunch of um, production shots on there. It all seems to be from the filming of this one teaser. Right. So, like, there's no at this point at least. There doesn't seem to be any film attached to this. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm just trying to kind of like scroll through some things and and see if like there's anything on it. J- no, I can't j- find anything. J- j- I would absolutely watch a Danny McBride Crocodile Dundee film. Though. It'd be insane. <laughs> It'd be insane. So there's there's an article in in which you know quote unquote it's confirmed that the original Crocodile Dundee Paul Hogan is returning for the film. Um, that might just be some, you know, press that they've put out there to to kind of. I reckon this is a litmus test. No way Paul Hogan is going to be doing a movie ever again. <laughs> I always used to get uh, mixed up between Paul Hogan and um, that golfer, the shark. You know that, the fuck? You know that Aussie golfer? Not, one of the not, biggest Aussie golfer? Not really up on golfers. Oh, man. <laughs> From what, how much, the 90s? How much golf were you watching as a child, George? <laughs> so much. What kind Enough of to get confused. did you have? Greg Norman, Greg Norman. Oh, Greg Norman, yeah. the golfer. Oh, silly me. The shark. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see this as a real thing. Um, but, uh, you know, the more you... It makes sense what you're saying, Ben, is mm. that this is yeah. kind of just a setup for... Yeah. Oh, well. Um, a final... Final trailer is Super Troopers 2. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the first full Ben trailer was dropped. Um, this is going to be a film for a very select group of people that really loved Super Troopers 1, of which I am one. Um, I think that it's geared towards that sense of humor and, and that they're really re- going to probably rely on on how much you, the nostalgia for the first one. That doesn't really make me think it'll be a good film. Is there a good belated comedy sequel other than uh, oh. 
the the dumb and dumber one because that was great, obviously. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just trying to think. So we had Anchorman two a few years ago. I liked Anchorman two. I think there were some I'll good say, elements. The, in people there. are pretty divided on it. Yeah. Um, I'm I, blind. <laughs> oh, and the shark. The shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was like one of the best comedic <laughs> sequences yeah. I've seen. Cut half an hour out of that movie. I think it would have been gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't really think of one. Yeah. That's because uh, they're all terrible. Generally. But like Super Troopers one was bad to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, I've, like, I've never, I've always kind of heard about the cult of Super Troopers. I've never seen it. Yeah, me neither. I've never seen a frame of it. So it's, it's very much the kind of quotable. Is it like a Napoleon Dynamite? Like you had to be there at the time? <laughs> um, no, I think it's, it's more, it's funnier than, than Napoleon Dynamite okay. in terms of just like you can appreciate the humor. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling, Ben, maybe not you, George. I think you might like it if you watched it now. But yeah. I have a feeling that this is not going to be good, but I'm going to go see it and I'm probably going to go enjoy it. Nice. The sheer force of will. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some funny bits in here, but I think you do need to have that relationship with the first movie to really like get these characters. and. Yeah. Well, a lot of that stuff is like, you just need to understand the 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 jokes in the first one of that, that they would go up to people and they'd have these games where they'd fuck with people. Yeah. And like, just even knowing that, you're like, okay, that makes sense what they're doing. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I'm probably not even going to watch this, but the trailer to me didn't, in all honesty, look strained in the way that these things usually do. Like watching Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey as old men doing yeah. the same shtick they were doing 20 years ago is it's kind of cringy, depressing. Cringy. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work on any level. Yeah, but this looks fine. Yeah, this didn't look like a long, long yeah. waited sequel. And this has, um, I I don't know how I keep seeing this guy come up. Um, and I can't remember his name. He Albert was in Finney. Uh, no, uh, he was in Tucker and Dale. Um, versus Evil. He was one of the main characters, the one that's not Alan Tudyk. Uh, the he other was, guy. He was yeah. in Planet of the Apes, one of them. Yeah, the he was also one, the first in, reboot one. He was also in the latest version or the latest season of Dirk Gently. He was really, really good in that. Mm. Had really good comedic timing, but plays that kind of Midwestern or Canadian, uh, yeah. um, like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> really well. Like, he's, he's very funny. Um, and he's one of the Mounties in this. So I just, that kind of caught my eye that he, he seems to be getting a little bit more. Um, Screen time in, in, in films, and, and I really like him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> what? Kiwi, Kiwi, or? Kiwi. Oh, what's but, going on there? I'm from Canada. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, eh? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's it for trailers. Now it's time for a little bit of Georgia Star Wars Corner, eh? Uh, a step on in to my Millennium Falcon, because we've got. Uh, Solo coming up soon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop with that now. No, do it forever. <laughs> it, uh, we got a synopsis. Oh, shit. For Solo. Oh, my God. We're going to read it out. I bet it's not generic at all. Oh, get ready, mate. <laughs> Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars tale. An all new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy through a series of daring escapades deep within within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld han solo meets his mighty future co-pilot chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler lando calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the saga's most unlikely heroes wow generico synopso is it actually called a star wars tale no no, uh, I, 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 okay. oh, this is my little thing that I do. You, you, you had me there. Because <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I've been calling it YOLO, a Star Wars tale. I, I've noticed that, that's, but that time you just said Solo, a Star yeah, Wars tale. So, so you confused me. Yeah. Kind of fucked that up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just a nothing um, of um, uh, a synopsis. It's not a story there. Yeah, it's <laughs> so top line. You know, it's so. That's what we already knew about the film. Yeah, <laughs> based on the cast. Yes, these these characters are in it. They will interact. You're yeah, welcome. I mean, we know Lando's going to be it. It's Danny Glover. We know Chewbacca's going to be it. I mean, they threw the Millennium the word, Falcon's going to be in they it. They threw the word dark in there, which feels very purposeful. Like, mm. I know you guys, there's some talk about this being a wacky comedy like Ace Ventura, but no, it's going to be dark. Yeah. <laughs> so there was some, um, <sighs> in addition to this, there's, there was some footage released in Berlin, I believe. Mm. And the reaction to that has been really positive. Like every reaction to every early footage ever is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. If, if, if you showed, like, 
Think of the worst scene of fucking movies of the last 12 months. If you showed a scene from... Yeah, um, you can do you a know, super cut. They showed it to the people from the Facebook uh, Star Wars groups. Yeah, <laughs> probably. They loved it, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because I really think... I've been thinking about Solo a lot recently and I think they have to, have to kind of go through an older style, um, more original trilogy feel than reinventing the wheel... Um, like they did in The Last Jedi. I think it has to kind of slot into A New Hope a little bit more. I don't know how you, you guys feel about that. But then this led me to sort of keep thinking. And then I thought, okay, what do you guys think about this? And do you think this is likely to happen? The final scene of Solo. The Kessel Run? Is they... No, no, Kessel Run's all done. And Chewie and... Uh, Han, you know, cruising around the Millennium Falcon. Oh, hey, look, let's go to Tatooine. Let's go hang out in Moss Eisley. Mm. They go into the cantina bar, and that's the end. So looping in with a new hope, someone get a hand cut off. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be the way this ends? Do you think they're going to go that snugly? Before that, like the main, set, this will well, happen. Well, jumping around. It'll be the last Harry Potter movie. It'll jump ahead 10 years at the end. That, yeah. That's the only way that I see that Everything happening. It's jumping around a lot. So we're going to see really young Han Solo and we'll see oh, a bit of this, a bit fuck. of that. I don't want that. I just, I don't want a fucking biopic of Han Solo. Well, you're going to get it, man. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> fuck. This is, this is. But do you think that, what's the, what's your percentage on that happening? We'll, we're, we're, we're going to play um, YOLO bingo. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to actually lay this down. Um, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if. They do that. That's because they did that with Rogue One. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to do it with this. But as Rogue well. One was very much set definitely during definitely. that time and during those events. So. Yeah, I think they'd be wary of setting a pattern. Like every one of these has to line up directly yeah. to a New Hope. I mean, yeah. why the fuck not? Though at this point, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. this then, then I mean, Obi Wan could do that. As well. Every uh, I sound like a broken record, but every time I think about this film or we talk about this film, all I can think of is how much I don't want to see it. I'm getting more and more intrigued. I'm so keen to see it. I'm actually really excited to see this. Yeah, mm. I just, it could I, be an absolute train wreck. I'm, oh, and I'm yeah. not going in excited. I'm going in just I want to yeah, curious. It's mm. not like I'm expecting, yeah. which is understandable since they haven't released a trailer or an image or anything. And we're four months away, four and a half months away. Unbelievable. And we've only got this very, very, very vague, vague synopsis. That maybe Superman had like a trailer like a year and a half before it came yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll leave we'll leave that question. But th- think about that question because we'll do our little um, Star Wars bingo. Mm. Um, I have a think because I, I I think it's fourteen past six, fourteen percent, twelve twelve past six. Sorry, oh. I fucked that up. You've just lost your Star Wars Fuck. corner, mate. Fuck, <laughs> I've been stripped of the title. <laughs> he says she says fourteen in the Force Awakens, and he's like twelve. Okay, you saved it. You, you, you got it back. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you like that Harrison Ford impression? That was so spot on. Oh, I thought it was Maz Kanata, but yeah, oh. good. <laughs> well, that's it for Georgia Star Wars Corner. What's that? Do we have a question? No. Question of the week? Um, I've, I've got one. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your least favorite fan group? Huh. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Right now. There's, there's essentially three. So we've I can got, think of we got Star bed. Wars, we've got well, DC. Yeah, yeah, but like, just you pick one, pick one. What's the third one? Oh, oh well. well, I need to know all the options because now I'm freaking out that I've missed something. Anything, everything has fans and they all. Yeah. Think, think of a, a fan group and then just. It's Star Wars, obviously, for you. I think you Star actually Wars... engage with those people. Well, not anymore. You get in the mud. No, not anymore. Mm. I've, I've, given up, I've given up defending The Last Jedi with mm. those groups because yeah. it's just. It's like a tidal wave, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was very disappointed by the Star Wars um, reaction in the community to um, The Last Jedi and an unwillingness to go on a journey, an unwillingness to um, kind of step into the unknown. Uh, and it seemed to be, I don't know, some of the time I think, I think like, do these guys actually hold this opinion or are they just going along with the wave 
Like they just regurgitate the same points that everyone else is regurgitating. There's too much comedy. Luke was this and he should have been that way. Why did he do this? Why did he do that? And it seemed just regurgitating the same points. And mm. I'm not seeing any like real insight or, you know, like, any, like you, the, you, the, the only, the only thing is, it's like you had expectations and it didn't yeah. go with those expectations and it was, but it was different and brilliant yeah. in another I, way. I, I, the one thing that I really, really annoys me about those uh, groups and, and, and that argument is, is when they start talking about the character of Luke and then they start referencing Mark Hamill as if like Mark Hamill has some special insight into what Luke should be. Like he plays him in a movie. Let's be realistic. He is not Luke Skywalker. And, he, and the last time he played Luke Skywalker was in 1983. Yeah, this guy doesn't like have the last say on, on what that character should be. In fact, I mean... It, it's quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Like, it, he it, gets given his, a script and a paycheck and yeah. it's like, get to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, if, we, if we allowed characters to just... Uh, or, or actors to pick the way that their characters turned out, you wouldn't get great films. You because get Blade Three, Blade Trinity. Yeah, you oh, just man. get like you, it'd be just ridiculous. Um, and 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 beyond that, he's actually come out and said that you know what, Ron Johnson was right. He did the right thing by me. He did the right thing by the um, Star Wars universe. So, and when every and when he you, came out with that, all the memes were Mark Hamill with a gun to his head yeah. and Mickey Mouse holding the gun. Like yeah. Disney's telling. I think. I think people just need to get their head head out of their ass and actually think about what they're talking about. Like, man, if if, if you're quoting Mark Hamill on on Mm. whether whether that's the way that Luke should have been handled, then you've lost the fucking plot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you're you're going Star Wars. Ben, Benny? Look, I don't want to sound like a bigot and I recognize that these people aren't hurting anybody, (laughs) but I just can't get on board with bronies and cloppers and furries. I just... That's a. I was kind of more going um, film franchise, but yeah, fair call. Yeah, man. I, I, these these are fans, and they're they're all, they you know they seem it all seems very innocent, but um, it, it doesn't really seem innocent, does it? It's completely innocent. They're jerking off to little pictures of horses. Whatever. <laughs> that's, the, that's the opposite of innocent. That's innocent. Like, that's, they're not hurting anybody. They're just doing it in the comfort of their own homes, going to conventions and dressing up like animals and having <sighs> ponytail butt plugs. But. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a, a section of fandom that I can't like. I just don't want to acknowledge it really exists. Like, go do your thing. I know in in you know thirty years we're going to be fighting for rights to marry animals and stuff. But um, uh, just yeah, let's let's just hope keep it, we it don't quiet in your corner far. of the internet, guys. Just it's weird, stay man. over there and do your thing. Yeah, and stay I, I, stay away from my Ninja Turtles, man. I don't want to ever hear about Turtle Cest again. Just, <laughs> Again, you like it's, you, it's all and, over like, the place, man. It's everywhere. You've gone and done that, like you know, when um, old vets think about the the bad times and they get that like clouded <laughs> look in their eyes. Ugh. It's like oh, never again. Oh, um, yeah, no, fair call. That's a that's a. But as you said, they're doing their own thing in their own time in the comfort of their own home. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, totally. I, that's the thing. I'm 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 not going to engage in that, but. Do your thing. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to know about. Except it. I want to know where a, a ponytail butt plug's at. Where can I order that shit? <laughs> I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you my collection later. Yeah. Um, I was oh, going to collection. say. Uh, I assumed that you were going to say this, but I, I was also going to maybe think about doing DC or DCEU because mm. I feel like they're, they're some of the most deluded people I've ever heard from in my life. At least they're trying to be positive though. Like the Star Wars yeah. fans are so negative. About their own shit, whereas yeah. DCU is At least is they're blind, trying like, to find the good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like it's deluded, but at, at least it's in the positive, it falls in the positive. You get the feeling it's a lot of well, kids I mean, who legitimately until, like these films. Yeah, yeah, until they start, you know, having to go at Joss Whedon for ruining yeah. it. He's yeah. like, fuck, just, just yeah. you get think about what quickly. you're saying. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, what I will say is I think the worst is- um, Where's my Szechuan sauce? Yep. Rick and Morty fans. Oh. I I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely dislike that um, that section of it. And it's not all. It's, this is this is always the thing. Like it's not all Star Wars yeah. fans. It's not all. It's Rick the eighty twenty rule. Twenty percent make up eighty percent of the bullshit. Yeah, a lot of them are great because you have to be very smart to like that. Show. Yeah, exactly. so there's a lot of really <laughs> so, intelligent. So I'm not really exposed to these Rick and Morty fans. So their whole thing is they have this complex that they think they're smarter than everyone because Rick and Morty is so. It's there's a certain level of like yeah yes that's one aspect of it like they just think that they're that much like you have to have a, a superior intellect to really get the show oh, and the it's hell? really you know it, it's written in a way that you know like it just it's, it's absolute fucking wank. 
Like you just like shut up and enjoy it. It's very it's very similar to the the Batman complex that all the Batman fans have, which kind of ties into the DCU. You know, it's like I, they're the the superior superior human. Yeah. They've got the intellect and they're better than everyone else, yeah, but yeah. no yeah. one no one recognizes that or gives but, them their due. Yeah, and I I think that that there's one of the funny things is that the the creator of Rick and Morty has actually like explicitly denounced these people, being yeah. like, "You are the fucking worst." Yeah. Uh, Dan Harmon has come out and been like, Good old Dan Harmon. I want nothing to do with you. You're yucky. He says it how it is. Um, you guys still pump in Harmon Town? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's, yeah. to be honest, like, I, I love, he is the most scattershot, you know, weird person. Um, and you'd never pick him to have a podcast that you would want to listen to because he's so just in the wind with yeah. the way that he thinks. But it, it ends up being really fascinating. Yeah. And, and you know, just funny. So what were you going to say about the second point of uh The second point is is just the f- the the fever that they get when they th- when they talk about Rick and Morty like it's the end all and be all. Yeah. And you're just like mate this is a this is a TV show with 3 seasons. Calm the fuck down. Like just just you know take a deep breath. Mm. Just Did Rick and Morty fans there was consensus that 3 season 3 was good? There there was only if you were smart enough to understand it. A lot, a lot of talk from them that they didn't like it as much that um, yeah. Dan Harmon ruined things by bringing more women into the writers' room. Right. That, yeah, they, that's, they, had a, they had an even wow. split um, yeah. in the writers' room Jeez. for that this was, season. I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back for Dan Harmon because it's amazing because Pickle Rick was written by uh, Jessica Gao, who wow. was a woman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let's let's not label her. Um, no, I yeah, like that. I think that's what he actually responded to when he was saying, "You guys are like, I don't want to be associated with you. You're fucking disgusting." Mm. Is that was the specific right, controversy yeah. where they're yeah. like, "Oh, not women," which is so, like that's a fantastic episode. It's bizarre. Um, yeah, it's such a good episode. Yeah, except now it's become just an anthem of dickheads. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, it, it yeah, I try and watch Rick and Morty and not think about that. Yeah. Because um, it just it upsets me. Burn it to the ground, Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's that. Another episode done. In the can. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we've got some movies to review soon. No. <laughs> it's all Black Panther. Black Panther's the next one. Anyway. See you next time, Connor. Bye-bye. Getting Connor's... Fuck. Friend. Friend. Bye, Benny. Bye. Bye. Fucking hell. <laughs> Goodbye.